Hello, 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 listeners. Thank you for tuning into The Listen. I am Alina Ligot. I am Charles Camero. I am Arlo Sanchez. And I am Fiza Fatma. We are the founders of The Lisay. In this podcast series, we will be discussing not one, not two, not four, but three types of cells. The animal cell, the plant cell, and the bacterial cell. But don't forget to visit our website so you can look at our cell posters while listening along. Not only that, at Dalisay, you can take a free educational courses on various STEM subjects. Go to www.dalisay.witsite.com slash dalisay slash biology. What are you waiting for? Visit Dalisay today. Welcome back again to another episode of The Listen, where we will be talking all about bacterial cells. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, so exciting. Not as exciting as plants, for sure. Lena, we've been over this. <laughs> anyway, here's what we're going to cover for today. What is a bacterial cell? What makes up a bacterial cell? How does it differentiate from other cells? And to top it all off, we'll be looking under the microscope on example organisms. Did you get it? Stop. Wait, Wait a, a minute. minute. All right, everyone, fill your cups with some brain juice. I know what you want to see. You want to see a bacterial cell. This is a bacterial cell. It's tiny, simple, and unicellular. Unicellular? Does that mean it only has one cell? Exactly. Bacterial cells are very different from animal and plant cells. This is mainly because bacteria are prokaryotic, while animals and plants are eukaryotic. What is the difference? Remember, Eukaryotic cells have a nucleus, they have membrane-bound organelles, and they have two complete sets of chromosomes, one from each parent. This means that prokaryotic cells don't have a nucleus, they don't have membrane-bound organelles, and they only have one complete set of chromosomes. Perfectly said. But just a clarification, bacterial cells do have some membrane-bound organelles. They don't have internal membrane-bound organelles, however. This means that organelles within the cytoplasm don't have membranes. Hmm. If I remember correctly, the cytoplasm is a jelly-like substance within the cell where all chemical reactions take place. Correct. Hold up. If bacterial cells don't have a nucleus, do they have something else instead? Well, they do have something else, a nucleoid. That sounds like it's an asteroid. <laughs> Seriously? Not quite. Why don't you look at the poster? Hmm. But I don't see any outer covering. Who is this? Great observation. A nucleoid and a nucleus are alike. However, a nucleus is surrounded by a nuclear membrane, while a nucleoid is not. Remember, prokaryotes don't have internal membrane-bound organelles. Ah, I see. Hold on, I noticed something. What are those squiggly lines inside the nucleoid? I think, I think that that's the DNA of the bacterial cell. I wonder why it's shaped differently though. That's because prokaryotic cells, such as bacteria, have circular DNA. So that explains why they look different. Eukaryotic cells have linear-shaped DNA. Wow, this is so cool. Bacterial cells are so different from animal and plant cells. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah! And while they do have several differences, they also have similar organelles. Oh yeah? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do they have a plasma membrane where all chemical reactions take place? Yes, they do. Do they have a cell wall that protects the cell? Provides structure and maintains support? Yeah, they do. Although they're made of peptidoglycan and not made of cellulose like in plants. So do they have a semi-permeable plasma membrane that controls what enters and exits the cell too? Exactly. They do have... Aha! But didn't you say that prokaryotic cells... Don't have... Membrane-bound organelles? 
Guys, I said internal membrane-bound organelles. Prokaryotes don't have internal membrane-bound organelles. They don't have Google apparatus, no chloroplasts, and they don't have a mitochondria. They do have a cell membrane and they do have a cell wall because these are considered external. Oh, that makes sense. Wait, so could you like tell us more about other organelles, especially the ones that only bacterial cells have? Of course! We have the plasmid, which is a small circular piece of DNA in the nucleoid containing genetic material. I remember something about plasmids. Okay, I don't want to hear it. I'm kidding. What is it? Okay. <laughs> they can be used for genetic engineering, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm, how does that work? The first step is to cut the gene with the desired characteristics. Then you insert that gene into the plasmid. This structure is called recombinant DNA. Finally, transfer it to another organism, and voila! You have a genetically engineered being. Awesome! Next, we have the flagellum, which are hair-like organelles attached to the cell. It is used for movement by whipping. Now watch me. Next, we have the pili, which are hair-like structures found on the cell surface. They transfer genetic material between bacterial cells. They remind me of antenna and insects because they allow the cell to sense the world around them. I love that comparison. After that, we have the capsule that protects the cell from harmful materials. Think of it as a shield that can protect you from damage. Can it protect me from your bad jokes? Apparently not. <laughs> now that's, now that's a, lot a lot of damage. Guys, guys, let's get back to the topic. Is that all the important organelles in the bacterial cell? That's not all. But before we continue, let me introduce you guys to our sponsor for today. Are you having trouble understanding STEM subjects? Do you want to learn them in a fun, fast-paced, and interactive way? Do you wish to see an adorable little bird guide you in your learning journey? If you answered, yeah, to all of these questions, then visit www.thelisai.wixsite.com. Thelisai is an online educational website that teaches you amazing STEM subjects, from biology to math and, who would have guessed, contemporary Philippine arts. Don't worry about the cost, it's all free. If that doesn't get you to join, I don't know what will. So visit the site today and elevate your learning experience. Okay, where were we? Right, don't forget the cytoskeleton. And judging by its name, it's like the skeleton in our bodies. Although instead of bones, the cytoskeleton is made up of intermediate filaments that provide structure and give the cell its shape. Up next, we have the cytosol. I know! The cytosol is a semi-fluid substance that fills the interior of cells and embeds other organelles. I like to think of it as yogurt! Why yogurt? It's semi-fluid, you know, and it fills the interior of my cup and can be embedded with toppings like sprinkles and berries. Bananas are my favorite, actually. Okay, that's, that's really good to know. And that's a really creative way to think about cytosol. But you're, you're just making me crave for yogurt now. That seems like a you problem. <laughs> Whatever. Finally, we have the ribosomes. Take it away, Charles. Ribosomes are suborganelles that, that aid in synthesizing proteins, which is important for cell growth and development. Exactly. Okay, I think I've learned enough. I can already imagine what a bacterial cell looks and functions like. They really are different from plant cells. They don't have chloroplasts, they don't have vacuoles, or plastids. And compared to animal cells, there aren't any mitochondria, there's no endoplasmic reticulum, Golgi bodies, lysosomes, and many more. Alright, enough about organelles. I want to know about examples of bacteria. 
Tell me now Salmonella and Nicolai Tell me now And Acidobacteria Tell me now I never wanna hear you say All bacteria are dangerous Wait, wait, really? Yeah, that's right Not all bacteria are dangerous While Salmonella causes food poisoning in the gastrointestinal tract and Ascherica coli causes intestine disorders by secreting digestive toxins into the, well, intestine. Others do more good than harm. So take the acidobacteria, for example, which help in biological decomposition. I heard that a certain bacteria helps in making cheese. It was um, wait, it was lacto, lactobacter, lactobacillus bulgaricus. Yeah, I think that's the one. Thanks to bacteria, I get to eat cheese and yakult. You get okay. to eat yakult? Anyway, <laughs> bacteria are important in our ecosystems and on our dinner table. Life wouldn't be the same without them. And the amazing part is, we can even see them with our naked eyes. Bacteria surely are fascinating. We all should learn more about them. Glad to hear that. In today's lesson, we've covered the basics of the bacterial cell, what comprises a bacterial cell, and the differences between bacteria and other types of cells. Finally, we learn about some examples of bacteria and how they help us. That's all for today's episode. I am Elena Ligot. I am Fuzza Fatma. I am Charles Cabero. And I am Arlo Sanchez. We were your hosts for today. Thank you for listening to The Listen. Okay, okay, one last thing, I promise. If you wish to elevate your learning experience, especially in various STEM subjects, I highly recommend that you visit www.delisai.wixsite.com slash delisai slash biology. Please. <laughs>